0: It was a bright, sunny afternoon in Scranton. A valiant lifeguard by the name of Joseph was tending to his duties of keeping the peace at the local pool. Lo, there was disturbance to the natural order. Though the sun was shining, it was shining onto the pomade infested hair of a rebel, a rebel who surrounded himself with a posse of bad boys. His name? Esther Williams, otherwise known as Corn Pop. Eager to use the diving board, Corn Pop showed no mercy, but Joseph did not take his duties to the public lightly. He was not going to let Esther Williams get away with this. Without any hesitation, Joseph took action. Hey, Esther, you get off that board or I'll come up and drag you off, he said. Little did he know that those words would change the course of history. Corn Pop got off the board.
1: "'What did you call me?' he asked. Little did
0: Joseph know Corn Pop was a bad dude. He did not take lightly to being addressed by his government name. "'Meet me out back,' said Corn Pop. With reluctance, but holding an oath to his civic responsibilities, Joseph did just that. Little did he know he would have to go against a local gang of mischiefs, Corn Pop and the bad boys. There they were, banging their straight razors on the curb, getting them rusty. Putting the straight razors in the rain barrel, getting them rusty. And once they got their straight razors rusty, Joseph was in a hostage situation. He attempted negotiation, though he could not bring himself to let Corn Pop off the hook. He apologized for his offending remarks. I'm not sorry for kicking you out. But I'm sorry for calling you Esther Williams. I apologize, he said. But it was too late. Joseph's attempt to reason with Corn Pop and the bad boys fell flat. His naivete turned out to be his biggest weakness. They never closed their straight razors, and Joseph Robinette Biden Jr.'s heart would never beat Welcome to Political B-Sides, the show where we explore the alternate scenarios in American history. I'm Nick Kanopka. And I'm Carlo Andreasi. so I think, first off, we should explain what that was all about. Yeah, that little cold open was a retelling of the famous adage, as once <laughs> retold by Joe <laughs> Biden himself, about uh, Corn Pop and the Bad Boys. Yeah, you see, if you didn't know, back in those days... If you had palmade in your hair, you fell off sideways, you landed on the, dent- the darn, sorry, S- darn. the darn cement. Darn, darn cement, we can't swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, story that Joe Biden told um, back when he was campaigning or a little bit before then. I think it was before. Before he was campaigning. Before they gave him the caffeine pills the, to make sure yeah. he didn't stumble. The, the adrenochrome. The, the story really makes no sense. Yeah, we made as much sense of it as possible when created. (laughs) And for the purposes of our podcast, unfortunately, uh, the little lifeguard Joey Biden did in fact die at the hand of corn pop. Yeah, Uh, so that's that's the that's the little uh, twist we've added to the story. Uh, Corn pop won. Corn pop won. Joe Joe Biden never existed. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And that's what we're gonna explore on this episode of Political B Sides. So, corn pop wins what happens from there uh well we never get uh, a senator that ran for president twice and never actually became president until he was able to be the oldest living president or oldest elected president as he was like the youngest senator what a feat yeah. he, he really bookended things <laughs> didn't he <laughs> he really started from the bottom but uh, in terms of like legislation most notably we never get the 1994 crime bill yeah I mean, I'm sure maybe it would pass in one part or another, but I mean, Joe Biden was pretty instrumental in that. I think the provisions would have eventually through, you know, Nixon's war on drugs. I mean, that was just, I mean, Biden was just kind of going off of that. Yeah. Right. So I feel like the movement of tough on crime in Washington was there and all of these uh, drug laws and crime laws and increase to policing in inner cities, all that would have happened, I think, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, it still would have happened maybe to a smaller extent, but I think it would just be on the margins. I mean, I don't think that the crime bill had, like, such a big effect. I mean, it did. It, it did. did. It did yeah, have okay. effect. But to the extent that it, those provisions never would have been made, I think, of course, it would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it banned, like, certain, like, assault weapons. And then, like, there is the Violence Against Women Act that was mm-hmm. a part of it that, Uh, Joseph uh, pioneered on, but I mean, I'm sure some of these things, like, these things were probably Democratic priorities, I mean I mean, it was bipartisan. Yeah, Bill Clinton wanted to appear tough on crime Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it was the sort of thing that like, it was probably going to get done either way Well, this was in the 90s when the Democrats were like, really trying to rebrand off of the heels of the hippie movement, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, mean, they haven't had, what, a president since Carter, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, before that since johnson like a successful president like carter was kind of a failure right but uh, after johnson like the the nixon administration really their main priority was okay this this civil rights stuff we got to undo it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's where we get the war on drugs that's where we get the whole tough on crime narrative from both parties and biden was kind of just there in the middle of it yeah i mean he was there from the beginning to the end (laughs) um But I mean, the most important stuff in Biden's life doesn't come until he runs for president for a second time in two thousand eight. Right? Second time. Oh, oh, second oh, oh. time. Second time in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight right. for vice president, or for president, he became vice president. And he, Obama actually praised him when I was watching the McCain Obama debate. Obama actually praised him for the crime bill. That's like the main thing. It's so in, it's so interesting to look back on that. And then like the BLM movement, like. Their main priorities are basically undoing the laws that were put in place by the crime bill. Yeah, it was a very different Democratic Party at the time. Yeah. I mean, like, it was probably similar to kind of what Clinton was trying to do in a, like, Bill Clinton in a way where, like, after you've had, like, a Republican president for, like, two terms, you're, you kind of, you don't want to go too far you mm-hmm. to scare people. And that's kind of why he chose Biden. Cause, like, it's this, yeah. for a lot of people, it was this scary, uh, you know. Obama was a reformist. He of was some a, he sort. was a reformist, not only a reform. He was a man of color from Chicago. Right. Uh he scared a lot of people. So you needed to get the old white guy to, mm-hmm. you know, balance the ticket. So, who's the other old white guy? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, probably someone neither of us know he would have picked. Yeah, it would probably be like I'm sure it would be a senator cuz like Obama was seen as like inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So it would probably have to be like someone long standing like Joe Biden. Maybe yeah, maybe even like Robert Byrd. don't of, know who that he's, is. He's he was just he's pretty much like Joe Manchin, because he was from West Virginia. He's just like mm-hmm. older Joe Manchin, but yeah, he would probably that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, I mean, just some other generic white dude from like a safe blue state, <laughs> like who was even like further to the right of Obama,
2: Mm-hmm. but he's a nice man. That Biden, he has a <laughs> he has a certain you know homey appeal his his kids died in a car accident my kids died <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it's how you know people relate to joe biden that's his appeal and uh, that's the end I feel, that, that's he, all i have to say he definitely does come across as like the every man's man even mm-hmm. though like as as someone who was you know in congress he was very much so an establishment politician. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, because he was an establishment politician and, like, in the Senate for 30 years, like, he kind of had those relationships, which probably helped Obama. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, not only did it help, like, with people voting for Obama, like, citizens, but I'm sure it helped, like, older, like, random senators to, like, get onto Obama's agenda when you have Joe Biden coming down and being like, hey, hey, Robert, why don't (laughs) you... vote for this uh spending bill and it's like Whoa, Joe Joe the scary man the scary president man he's he's an islamist he's a he's a muslim he's going to you know blow up our country and he's like no have, have a bottle of wine with me and that's how you get the votes for the affordable care act right right um okay so we pro- yeah we probably get someone like who you just said as vice president do you think do you think that means that we get a completely different uh front runner for the 2020 election? I think so. I mean, really? obviously. I mean, uh well, okay, here here's the thing. I'm saying this is Bernie Sanders' time to shine because Obama initially didn't want Biden to run, interestingly enough. He wanted Clinton to run, right? In 2020? I'm uh, think oh, I'm thinking in 2016. No, I'm saying 2020 behind the scenes, Barack actually told Joe, quote, you don't have to do this, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's literally what he said. There's, I mean, you like, there was, uh, there's this book about like Joe Biden's kind of, um, campaign at the time and how it like rose up after South Carolina mm-hmm. and like, um, Obama was like at these fundraisers. He, he Obama wasn't very sure like who he was going to support. He was thinking like maybe Warren. And then like there's like a quote in this book of like him talking about Pete Buttigieg. He was like, he's not going to win. He's he's short, he's young, and he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obama said that. Yeah. Oh my. Short. young, and uh he's gay. You he can't win. He can't win. He's gay. Bit, and he was he wasn't sure <laughs> if he wanted like Warren or something like that, but he wasn't too sure about old joey. No, yeah, he he told Biden like you you don't have to do this. This isn't something that you have to do. Leave leave room for someone else. I always wonder what like oh like on a slight tangent, what like Obama thinks of like watching Joe. Like this guy <laughs> that like like I mean, as the vice president, you don't have like that many like mm-hmm. you have some responsibilities, but like you're not, you know, n- nothing that that important that you like the world's at stake. So, like, he's just, like, oh, this Joe guy, whatever, and then he's, like, the president of the United States, and he's, like, oh, my God, Joe. <laughs> he's just, like, watching him on TV and this like, I wonder what he thinks. Did people really, like, pay attention to Joe when he was vice president, though? I don't think so. I think maybe, like, towards the end. I remember, I mean, I was just getting into politics at that point, but right. I remember, like, it was a big thing of, like, oh, Obama and Joe Biden, they're, like, bromance, they're, like, besties, <laughs> you know, BuzzFeed. But um, like politically like his name didn't get brought up that much to my knowledge. Not I mean I was young. So yeah. I mean what I th- do I know I'm about? sure I think people just generally liked him. He was just mm-hmm. kind of like there and people liked him, people trusted him. And people then, didn't really look too deep into his history. They No. Just, they they just saw the the old white guy that Obama decided yeah. to pick as B- VP to balance the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think it's Sanders' time to shine in 2016? Oh, absolutely! I'm not surprised at that uh, I'm, development. I'm saying that Biden just is out of the equation. Obviously, right? He's dead. Yeah, he, he died. De- he, he's just some random 20 year old that died at a water park or, um, a, <laughs> or a public pool, whatever. <laughs> unless, unless Esther Williams takes this opportunity from killing the lifeguard at the at the local Scranton pool <laughs> to uh, gain up gain up to the ranks yeah. and. Uh, Eventually, run for president, right? Yeah, I think here we just have a 2020 Democratic primary consisting of Bernie,
1: Warren, Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, of course Mayor Pete.
0: Um, yeah, and, and uh, John Delaney. Don't forget about John Delaney. John Delaney. Don't forget about Marion Williamson. Do not. And we can't. Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. These are all relevant people. These are all. These are all household names <laughs> that everyone knows. Um, Michael Bennett. Um, Seth Moulton, no, but Wayne Messam. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Without Biden there, if it's just all the other Democratic candidates and Bernie, then what value do any other candidates hold? Because basically, in the debates, the other candidates were just Biden's attack dog. Mm-hmm. I think it. Yeah, I think it's literally just like a rat race. I mean, I mean, in twenty sixteen, like you had like. Trump, like on the Republican side, you had like Trump that was like kind of like the rising star. He slowly like came up in the ranks and everyone was just kind of like scrambling below him. But in 2020, I mean, even though it like seemed dramatic with like Biden losing Iowa and New Hampshire and Nevada and then like suddenly winning South Carolina and coming back on Super Tuesday, like he was consistently favored in the polls. Like he, over like in every state, mm-hmm. like I mean, it switched a little bit with like the first couple primaries, but like Joe Biden was like the front runner from the beginning. So I don't think any one person would pull out on top like that. Right, because Biden basically just had the Obama clout. Yeah. And people wanted to go back to normal. So Obama's VP was like the obvious choice for electability. Mm -hmm. And when people were polled out of the primary gates, the biggest reason they gave for why they voted Biden was electability. Yeah. They thought he was the most electable. I mean that that was like the main thing. It's like who can beat Trump. And mm-hmm. you could almost see that in the polls. Like you like if someone starts if someone started doing good in like the primaries and stuff, you'd see them rising in the polls cuz people are like, maybe I like this person looks like they're winning. Mm-hmm. But I don't see like I honestly don't think people would see like, "Oh, Bernie is a person that can win." Like the average <sighs> the average democrat they'd be too afraid of Bernie. I think every other democratic candidate though is so like washed up and irrelevant, and they they didn't have Biden's clout of being Obama's VP. I think honestly, a large portion of Biden voters did not keep up with the primary race. They just saw Biden's name and voted for him. Yeah, that's what I think. And also to Biden like not winning the first couple primaries, I think that's moderate voters who this you know some voters like Buddha Judge what. How did how did the primaries play out? I know Buttigieg kind of won Ohio, or the fir- Okay, so the first not one... not Ohio, uh, Iowa. Iowa so the first one, it was pretty much an exact tie between. Mm-hmm. Sanders and Buttigieg, but they got the the, same amount of delegates. It was yes, it was exact. So like, but the results came out slowly. So like, Buttigieg, like his campaign, like they had the numbers, even though like no one else did. So he came out on like the night of the caucuses, (laughs) uh, and like everyone else was like, "Who's who won? Who won?" And then Buttigieg comes out to like a crowd, and he's like, "Iowa," (laughs) which I haven't looked into this in a while, but I remember being like a huge conspiracy theorist on that, really, because Buttigieg's campaign. And this is just from what I remember from you know keeping too. keeping up with yeah, Buttigieg's campaign like paid for the app that they used, and as you know, the app famously like wasn't working. I, I looked I looked into that at the time because I was a I was a big Buttigieg um, yeah I know not fan. I was just more <laughs> of a uh, Buttigieg apologist. Um, I see, and I I think it I don't I think it was a little less. I think it was like like a couple degrees off from that, but like he just came out and he's like. He just pretty much claimed a victory. I think, and I, he claimed victory bad after Trump's like 2020 stuff. Like whether or not it was like intentional and like it was corrupted by the Buttigieg campaign, Buttigieg definitely used that as like a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't know he won at that point. No, but oh, he just yeah. wanted the clout of oh, I won Iowa. I mean, if like the whole Buttigieg campaign was literally just banking on Iowa. I mean, they mm-hmm. did, had so much money into Iowa. That, like, I think the plan was, like, win Iowa that night, and that will springboard you to every other primary. But because, I think, like, I'm so curious what would happen if the results came out that night, and we knew, everyone knew Pete Buttigieg wins the Iowa caucuses. I wonder how differently the primaries would have gone. I think, since Biden isn't in the equation, Buttigieg gets a huge push from Iowa, and... the Democratic Democratic moderate candidates, instead of consolidating around Biden, because they all dropped out and supported Biden, Mm -hmm. uh, I remember uh, for Texas. uh, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, Beto O'Rourke came out of the shadows to support Biden. He did. And Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg was also there. And Pete Buttigieg was like, faking I'm sorry I really I, I know you have a history with him. I really don't like people to judge. I think he was my he was my least favorite candidate. I don't America know. I May. just I I'm a sucker. I have notoriously have a soft spot for just like horrible politicians with like a <laughs> cool story. Like What's it's, his cool story? I don't know. He had like a socialist dad, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like a small town gay mayor who's a who's well spoken. I don't know. I I some I just like the idea of, like, him just, like, coming up through the ranks as an underdog, being third in the polls, and coming out in Iowa. I don't know. It just I mean, even though, like, his policies, I don't 100% agree with well, some about him. I don't know. Here's the thing. As a mayor, he was, like, actually kind of progressive. And he would, he would talk about, like, we need to end corruption. We need to um, get money out of pol- political influence. But he also did a kind of – if you look at the stats, like, he was challenged on this at a debate, like mm-hmm. – this is something we should also bring up if we say that moderates consolidated about Pete Buttigieg. He had, like, 0% black support. And, like, if you look... Like, he was challenged on this at one of the debates where, like, as mayor, crime went down overall. Or, not crime. uh, Arrests went down. But, like, arrests of African Americans stayed the same. Stagnant. Yeah, it stayed Hmm. the same. And he was, like... His answer was, like... It was, like, well, you see, we would uh, catch someone in the gang, and then we'd in jail the whole gang. I, that was more of an Obama impression, but... Uh, I mean, Pete Buttigieg basically does an Obama impression. It's so, it, it is kind of funny. I mean, you'll see him in, like... He'll he'll be campaigning in Texas, and he'll be like, Hello, everyone. Yeah, I was just getting to that. He, <laughs> yeah. was, he was in Texas campaigning for Biden. He, like, put on a Texan accent. It was it's really like, weird. And he'll be in, like, Iowa, and he'll be like, well, you know, I'm a I'm a family man. <laughs> like and and he wore jeans mm-hmm. that day. He doesn't look good in I, jeans. Um he he just doesn't do that. But when he went to Texas, he's like, "All right, it's time to larp," you know? Yeah. It, he he is he's yeah. He's I I I'm convinced he was made in a lab, honestly. He like, really was a gay <laughs> young mayor. I don't know, mayors aren't really gay like Moderate. All mayors are gay, really. All mayors are gay. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> uh, mayor so mayor so gay. Like Tony so white, you know, or Oscar <laughs> so white. Um, mayor so gay, um, and yeah, he was yeah, he was made in a lab, <laughs> but I mean, after the Iowa caucuses and the you know the base kind of coalesces around him. Do you think that, like, it would just be a Buttigieg-Sanders primary? I think so, yeah. That's, okay. I think that's how the last couple debates would go out. I mean, maybe Warren, too. Do you think in this... I think in this scenario, Warren still sticks around, which is to Bernie's detriment. It is, but I think statistically speaking, like, in the polls, like, Bernie gets, like... A, like or Buttigieg and Warren kind of had a similar base. It was, like, just, like, young... College educated whites, mm-hmm. and then like Buttigieg also got like old women that thought he was cute. But like, <laughs> so like, I feel like it just kind of like splits the difference. Cause like Warren's, sub- I feel like Warren and Buttigieg supporters, right? Or like, they have a little bit of Bernie in them and they have a little bit of Buttig- Buttigieg in them. Yeah. Because Warren, I think Warren's extremely progressive on like banking issues mm-hmm. and healthcare reform. Not much more. Yeah. Like when it comes to foreign policy, Warren's pretty much just a neoliberal. Uh, I, I think though in this scenario, you made a great point in terms of Buttigieg and the black vote. Mm-hmm. I think because I think correct me if I'm wrong, but in southern states, uh, with high black turnout, uh, their second choice to Biden was Bernie. I think it was something like that. I mean, I know like the big kind of thing was like um, the endorsement in South Carolina from Jim Clyburn who he was like I endorse Joe and like he was he wasn't a fan of Bernie though like like this endorsement by Jim Clyburn in South Carolina it pretty much like everyone everyone in South Carolina like Democrats they kind of wait for this endorsement he's like the, one of the top Democrats in the house so like they were just waiting to see what he had to say and when he endorsed right. Biden that's when like Biden got like 40 percent of the vote 50 whatever he got in South Carolina but I don't think he was a fan of Sanders to because I mean, like, I watched an interview with him and he's he was afraid it would be like a George McGovern situation, which is who went against Nixon in his second term, mm-hmm. where he was like more progressive and liberal and like he got washed out by Nixon. So, I don't think he wanted to go too far left. So, so do you think that his influence then would cause Bernie to lose to someone like Buttigieg? I think I don't think he would choose Buttigieg though. I feel like he right. would uh, – maybe Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. <laughs> Tom Steyer was gunning for South Carolina. Like, like, oh, like how yeah. Buttigieg had his game plan in Iowa, Tom Steyer wanted South Carolina. So do you think – okay, so Tom Steyer wins South Carolina, and do you think maybe uh, Amy Klobuchar sticks around to win Minnesota? Sure. And then the primary is just this huge, like, oh, uh, what's going on? Yeah, it's literally just a jungle gym of, like, <laughs> the misfits. You have, like, a random mayor, an old senator that, like, people think is too uh liberal. You have a random billionaire who won a primary contest, and now he thinks he's on top of the world. <laughs> you have, like, I don't know, a giraffe. I don't, there's just animals in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can imagine Tom Steyer, like, his little heart just glowing yeah. as he wins a state.
1: The American people.
0: He's looking directly at the camera. <laughs> Eyes open.
1: Thank you, South Carolina, for the victory. This is truly what America's about. When I started this campaign, I, I put everything I had into it. He stares into the camera.
0: My, I, I'm. I don't even imagine Tom Steyer in my head. I imagine Will Ferrell. Okay, that is. <laughs> did he play him on SNL? Yes. Okay, yeah. And it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and but you know, an unfortunate thing is after winning South Carolina, we did get Joe Biden saying, um, "Soda." <laughs> that I think he was saying Minnesota. We're gonna win Minnesota. Unless he just screamed soda. No, right he there. I think he just screamed soda. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, was, <laughs> he was screaming all the states that he won yeah. on Super Tuesday. On, okay. he was like
2: Soda <laughs>
0: Yeah. So bang their straight razor. against the curb. Get it rusty. Get it rusty. I you would have, <laughs> you would have so you would have Amy Klobuchar saying Soda <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd confuse her sister for her husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Anyway, yeah, I think uh, maybe maybe it happens after Super Tuesday, I would say. After Super Tuesday, they consolidate around Judge because I can see him being the most popular, the second most popular candidate here. Yeah. I'm and saying it, Warren's well, still- Well, let's not forget, what about Michael Bloomberg? Do you think people go for Bloomberg? Uh, I think Bloomberg's- What was that? What did he win? I know American w- Samoa. I I think that was Tulsi Gabbard who won American Samoa. I, th- I think it was Michael Bloomberg. I don't think Tulsi won anything. Tulsi-, Tulsi did win one uh territory, and I think that was American Samoa. I think Bloomberg actually. I th- did Bloomberg win uh Puerto Rico. I think it was no, it was Bloomberg. Tulsi came in second. Maybe Oh that was it. oh, Tulsi Tulsi got a delegate delegate. She it- got two delegates from two American delegates. Samoa. Mm, good yes. for her. And then uh yeah. Oh, okay, so Tulsi didn't win American Samoa. She just got delegates. Yeah. Uh, and Bloomberg, Bloomberg won. won. But I, I, I just feel like... Bloomberg still wins. He's still universally hated by everyone in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure he only won the American Samoa because he was able to get, like, a lot of... Advertising back there. Because, I mean, I remember seeing Bloomberg ads. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, we were like one of the last states to go. There was no point in advertising here. You would just walk down the street and Michael Bloomberg shows up to personally.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Bloomberg.
0: Did you hear that I'm running for president? Uh, who, who are you? I'm Mike Bloomberg. I'm running for president. Bloomberg, um, like the... I'm Mike Bloomberg. Um, <laughs> thank you.
2: Did I like, mention just, I was running for president?
0: Um, yes. Oh, don't touch, don't touch my dog. <laughs> oh my God. I made a few jokes. That's all only were with jokes. Why does your, uh, Michael Bloomberg sound like the asparagus from Veggie <laughs> Tales <laughs> Or whatever the- I was going more for an old New York radio talk show. Oh, most. I see. Just imagine those. All right, so you have, like I said, a giraffe, Bernie, Pete- <laughs> Uh, Bloomberg just duking it out, and they're like, none of all of you have minimal support. The black vote is seventy-five <laughs> percent undecided in this primary. <laughs> uh, it, like, it's a debate question. Or, like, what would be like the main issue? The, mm. I guess it would just be like Trump. I I would say Trump is still the main issue. The main yeah, thing like Biden is who anything. can who can beat Trump. Now listen, Mayor Pete,
1: while I respect you. And what you've done for your community. I thank cannot you. F- <laughs> thank you. Shut up. What? I cannot forgive you for taking money from what is it, over 40 billionaires? You know, you used to be a progressive guy. Uh, thank you. You yeah, used I, to be my biggest fan. I was. Isn't that right?
0: I pride myself on being one of your first. I wrote an essay about you in uh, high school. I won a contest. I'm sure you did. That's how I got my uh, scholarship to Harvard.
1: You're sure it wasn't? Your your, your dad? No. Listen, listen. You know, your dad was kind of based.
0: Oh, 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 Bernie, you... Listen, if we are going to beat Trump, we need someone who the American people will be able to stand behind. Just think. Picture that morning. The day after Trump is gone. The sun rises. And it's me as your president. Beat Buttigieg. Think about it. I mean, I won Iowa caucuses. I won some other states. A- and Amy Klobuchar, over here, I-, I really appreciate you in the Senate, but the thing is, it's not you. People, you know, people are scared. Uh, Hillary Clinton lost, you're a woman. What do you have to say about that?
1: All I have to say is to the American people, can you trust this man no. who oh. used to support Eliminating all money out of political influence. Yet now he is taking all the money from all the political influencers. Look, Same look. with you, Amy. Hey, 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 look. I know we, when we have to
0: beat Trump, we need to bring everyone on our side. If you're a billionaire, if you're a millionaire, and you donate to my campaign, I thank you. I thank you. But the thing is, we might tax you a little more. That's the problem. Me and my husband, Justin. A little more. So a lot more. Oh, sorry. Oh, you know, how it is. I've read your
1: proposed legislation. And let me tell you your Medicare for all plan, Medicare for all who want it. Medicare for all who want it. Very important. A huge handout to the insurance industry. If you like Obama,
0: you should vote for me, Pete Buttigieg, because he wanted a public option. And a public option, he actually stole that from me in my, uh, years in Harvard. I actually wrote a thesis called Medicare for All Who Want It, and that's in Obama. He took it and renamed it the public option.
2: Now you listen, Pete. I'll show you Medicare after we get rid of Bloomberg. (laughs) Bloomberg has to go. Listen, can I please just get my my full minute and a quarter here
0: to to respond to that? I'll give you
2: a minute and a quarter, you son of a- (laughs) Tell me what you have
0: to say. Now, listen, with, uh, stop and frisk, that that was pretty embarrassing, I will say. Uh,
2: people like to say that I'm just hiding behind my advertisements. Yeah, you are. No, I, uh, well, um... Listen, Michael, Michael Bloomberg, billionaires in wine caves... Pete. Mayor Pete over here. Don't
1: even get me started with Pete and oh, the wine Oh, you case. shut
2: up, Bernie. I have have worked my, my little patootie off to win this campaign, and I've gotten 30% across the board. I don't get it. All I can win. All
1: you are doing is splitting the vote. How many times do I have to tell you? Bernie. There is one option here, and the option to beat Trump is to be the anti-Trump. All of you, Warren. You're fine, but you are you you are kind of ruining my vibe.
2: Listen, Bernie, America people, American people, Bernie said that a woman would not oh, be president. Oh He said it. Are you are you calling me a liar on national television?
0: You call me a liar? You call you, you know what? We 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 don't have Bernie,
2: to get it's into me this. me, Tom
0: Steyer. I just like to say I'm a big fan. Uh, th- uh, like you, Tom.
2: Yeah, yeah. Get the hell out of here, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go over here.
1: Yeah, that's right. Go, go, go where you belong. We can talk about policy. Uh, wait, who's uh,
0: who's moderating this debate? i um, Chris Wallace. <laughs> the Fox News Democratic debate. The Fox News Democratic <laughs> debate with Chris Wallace. Uh, Mayor Pete, you have uh, some baggage.
2: You killed a man. Here Throw- we have. <laughs> starting tonight, we have Esther Williams for this town hall <laughs> Democratic debate. Uh, Esther, what what is your question for for our nominees?
1: Listen, I think uh it's really outdated the uh, public pool policy. Uh, I should be able to swim with pomade in my hair. Listen, public pools, public. Uh, I love public pools. I I don't know who this is. Is this supposed to be Bernie? <laughs> I I don't even know how I sound like. I think I'm having a stroke now. The thing about public pools, let me tell you. <clears throat> okay public pools come from the tax dollars of the american people and you know what i see in this public in these public pools diving boards if you fall off sideways you land on the damn cement <laughs> the, the the darn cement bernie we're on television <laughs> the darn cement now listen and i'm only going to say this once for our public pools our tax dollars shan't be going to crooked diving boards and porta parties. potties We have to have nice facilities in our public pools, a place for children, no. a place for adults, no. sun tanning booths.
0: We don't know if that's gonna work, Barney. You don't know that's gonna work, Barney. Oh, but
1: how does it work out that we have all these you subsidies? Don't know. You don't know. For Amazon and Exxon. But we can't fund the damn public pools.
0: Thank you, I'm Mr. Williams. Thank you for answering my question. Uh everyone vote for Pete Buttigieg this Tuesday. So um so yeah, so um who Pete, <laughs> who do you think wins? <laughs> um see that that's just uh an audio version of how the campaign would go. Who wins? Um Bernie. Bernie's wins. I guess so. He this, probably splits the difference. This this is my man's time to shine. I guess okay. I'll give it to him. Because I th- it's Think- always Bernie's time to shine with you. It's all <laughs> Obama's gone. Trump's a Democrat. It's Bernie's time to shine. When is it ever Mayor Pete's time to shine? I don't know. You tell me. Is this? I don't know. You tell me. Is this Mayor Pete's time to shine? No. Does Mayor Pete no. pull out a victory? He, as Obama said, he's short, gay, um, <laughs> and um, white or whatever he said. Sh- sh- uh, short, gay, and young. Um, so we need someone who's old. Straight. Straight and from Brooklyn. That's right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So now we have the uh, from Brooklyn Bernie Sanders campaign versus the 2020 Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie's winning. I'm still going with Bernie's winning. You know, Trump is so bad. He was, you know, people hated him. But I think he still wins. The Republicans had a great turnout game. <sighs> He, Trump, you know, he did better than Clinton in blue states. I just don't think Bernie has the appeal to moderates. Okay, but I think, and here's a hot take, I think when it comes to the popular vote, I think Bernie would have done worse than Biden went electorally. Okay. Popular vote-wise, I think there are definitely way more people who refused to vote for Biden in the Democratic Party than would refuse to vote for Bernie. In the, Democratic, in the Democratic base. Maybe in the base, but I think... I mean, let's think... 2020... I mean, the only way I think Bernie would have a shot in 2020 is, like, people realizing the stakes. Because, like, I mean, 2020, it was, like every every we were like we need to beat trump it was like all hands on deck so like i think it would be like vote blue no matter who you know that sort of thing that's the only way i could envision barney winning i think the vote blue no matter who movement would still exist oh yeah it would just be the opposite instead of you have uh moderate democrats telling lefties hey i know you don't like him, but vote for biden it's the opposite you have lefties telling some moderate voters Hey, you have to vote for Bernie, and honestly, a lot of moderate voters would probably vote for Bernie on their own volition. I would say, I I would say, maybe not in the primaries. I feel like they'd go for like Pete or Warren or something. Old women voting for Pete, but would they middle-aged men Warren? Would the people who voted for Pete not? Because I feel like the group of voters that hates Trump most are like moderate Democrats. Yeah, not hates Trump most in terms of like their opinion of Trump but who would most care to see Trump go. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who voted for Biden were moderate Democrats. Like I said, they just saw electability. Even if they, like, uh, that's my dad's argument, for example, during the primary. Mm -hmm. He voted for Biden, even though he probably agrees with Bernie more just because of electability. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, Bernie Sanders is going to get all of the democratic vote the same as biden yeah of like the democrats who are going to vote democrat but the independent vote the independent vote i think it would break less for the democrats i mean because mm. i think people are just too like biden you know i mean he won he won the primary and the general because he could win like i mean obviously that's a self-fulfilling prophecy but like i mean people like weren't afraid of him and I think people would be afraid it's like even though Trump was like so bad Mm -hmm. that like obviously he like lost but I think people would be too afraid to like go straight to Bernie okay but like split voters Mm -hmm. imagine a debate and the first presidential debate was like the second most watched thing that year Mm -hmm. like behind the Super Bowl it was huge yeah Just imagine Trump in a debate with Bernie. Two personalities. Two personalities, but also one is much smarter than the other. Yeah, and also the other. I can. I mean, like Biden. You know, his his mental acuity isn't where it was Mm -hmm. back in uh, Scranton, nineteen (laughs) forty-five, when he told Esther to get off that board, and sadly that led to his death. So here we have Bernie and Trump going at it, Mm -hmm. and. All Trump has is fear-mongering that was able to work on Biden because that wasn't actually his agenda. He was just able to say,
1: socialism's bad. You agreed with Bernie Sanders, socialized medicine. And Biden's response was, no, I'm not a
0: socialist. I beat the socialist. Exactly. So So he caved to Trump's argument, right? So in a debate between Bernie and Trump, it goes...
1: Bernie, you want to socialize medicine? You want to take away people's private health care? And Bernie would say, you're damn right.
0: And he would go on a huge tangent in front of, like, all those people watching the debate, and they would hear it and be like, oh, that guy makes more sense than that guy. I think screw partisanship. Just, like, on the level of, like, voters who aren't, like really affiliated with a party the majority of voters who are registered independent and watch that debate they think bernie wins i'm sure the debate they think he wins the debate but i just feel like i mean biden won by a knife's edge in like many of the states Mm -hmm. that took him over i mean i just don't know if bernie would like inspire the i mean like Biden ran up the numbers in red counties in like states like Pennsylvania and Michigan and all that. Like the margins were, you know, he had like slightly higher margins, and that's like what helps take him over the edge. Besides, like also the like cities getting bluer. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Bernie would be able to do that. I mean, sure he might convince some people, but I don't think he can. I don't think he'd win. <sighs> well, how do we how do how do we settle this then? How how do we? Because we disagree, we're at a stalemate. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think, I mean, people were, people are scared of socialism. Even Democrats are. I mean, some Democrats, moderate Democrats. The, are the sc- label socialism has gotten, you know, more public approval, though. I think, I mean, the, I think the average voter would be afraid of Bernie because of what they think socialism means, and just like the, like the buzzword. So I think they might like some people would go on his side but I think people would be too afraid to vote for Bernie because they think he'd be, like, too revolutionary. I honestly think Bernie's, Bernie's campaign... Because already during the primaries, his campaign wasn't like it was in 2016 where he used the label Democratic Socialist and called himself a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. His campaign in 2020, you know, to combat the narrative of, oh, uh, you can't win. His campaign in 2020 was more... These are not radical ideas, you know? Yeah.
1: Every other developed nation has some form of universal health care. And
0: I'll drop the accent. No, but... Well, explaining it, but when you just say in front of everyone, when Trump accuses you of, you want socialized medicine and it's going to cost $30 trillion, all he has to say is yes. And because of the way private insurance works in this country, Americans are paying... $50 trillion for their health care because the prices in this country are so overblown. But I think that people, like, I mean, Trump made that argument that Biden was a socialist mm-hmm. because it, not that it worked, it didn't but work. if it but if it were to have worked, if people believed it, it would have worked. So if Bernie's out there <sighs> saying, know. yes, I am a socialist, I mean, he wouldn't say that, but he'd be like, yes, I want free health care, uh, people would... Not like that, I think people would be afraid uh, of that i think I think what what Trump had the right idea to try to tack Bernie 's progressivism onto Biden, and it didn 't work people didn 't believe it, but people would definitely believe it because Bernie would take ownership of it and I mean down ballot like Democrats lost the house mm-hmm. or they didn 't lose the house, but they lost so many seats in the House they lost. They didn't do as well as the Senate as they thought they were going to do. So I just think, like, I blame Biden for that. He did too much campaigning to moderate Republicans. And he basically convinced them, vote for me, but, you, you know, you're okay. Vote vote for all your other... I think I think it's more of just anti-Trump sentiment. I think, I just think... <sighs> I think there would have been a healthy blend of anti-Trump sentiment and pro-Bernie sentiment. That would have... Take, Because also remember this. uh, This is during COVID when Trump is basically doing nothing and touting out conspiracy theories. And Bernie basically dropped his primary race to do press conferences on COVID. Like, he stopped campaigning. He was still in the race, yeah. but he basically stopped campaigning. And he actually, like, he told a CNN reporter when he was asking him, Bernie, when are you going to drop out? And Bernie literally... Oh, you're gonna have to stop with this. I'm
1: dealing with <laughs> global crisis.
0: <laughs> and he, I, he said, yeah. He said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he 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 took COVID really seriously. I mean, I think that is the one thing that like could push me on the over the edge to your side, where it's like it's a health crisis, and Bernie runs on health care. He's it's a health crisis, and he's basically laying out everything the government hmm. could be doing other than subsidizing large corporations. Now that I'm thinking about it. The narrative I think that... the stimulus checks were very popular. They were, but Bernie would also point out that that's not enough. No, I think right? I, I'm saying the stimulus checks were popular, and people were maybe craving more of that. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. I mean, I have this. I've been developing this weird theory in my brain that like the Georgia runoffs were won because of stimulus checks. I I feel like when mm, when yeah when, oh when, totally when people are I mean because like. There was, I mean, the turnout game by the Democrats, by, like, Stacey Abrams and all of her canvassers, like, like, you go to these parts of Georgia and you say, like, do you want a stimulus check? Vote for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. I think that they were, they, so. And they won. Yeah. I think it kind of proves that if people are, like, materially not doing that well, if the economy is as bad as it was, like, during Trump's last year as president. Then people aren't going to care so much about the fearmongering over labels. They're just going to look at the candidate that is going to give them the most material benefits. You I, know? Yeah, I feel like, but there's a small there's a part of me that just says like he would lose the moderates. I can some see what's happening. Would, it's hard to it's hard to see people staying home because of just like I mean the turnout was so high. But I don't know. That's that's. The argument of our time. Well, um, I think uh, we should somehow settle this before next week. Okay. And we'll, we'll get back. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get we'll get back on that. Who won? But I'll, we're gonna we're gonna need some external sources. That is true. We're gonna need some help. We're some gonna, some input. And we will get back to that next week. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But so, Bernie totally wins. I'm, I'm still. I think Trump Trump twenty twenty four. He runs for a third term after defeating Bernie. Anyways, uh, actually, that that probably would happen. Do you, do, I mean, that is there's there's no one coming into the studio. I mean, do you want to get into that? Trump's um, Trump's second term as president. I think maybe we <laughs> could save that for another episode. I think that's a yeah. whole new can of worms of like full on democratic, like Trump unhinged without the fear of without the fear re- of being reelected. Yeah, since we haven't since we haven't. Uh, come to a consensus on who would win in 2020 Hmm. well we shouldn't have opened up that can of worms yet Hmm. well maybe that can be next week's topic that is true trump wins a second term next week donald trump wins a second term what happens find out yes thank you for joining us for our third episode of Political B-Sides recorded at Point Park Center for Media Innovation, I'm Nick Kanopka, and you can find me at Kanopka twenty five on all social media. And I'm Carlo Andreassi. You can find me at the actual Carlo on all social media. Thank you for joining us. Bernie twenty twenty. Trump twenty twenty. <laughs>